indeed a joy to be with you this weekend. I want to first of all thank Father Mark for the opportunity to be with you to share the wonderful work of Cause Catholic Outreach, which is an international Catholic charity that mobilizes the global Catholic Church to provide the vitally necessary resources so our missionaries in Africa, Asia, the Caribbean, and Central and South America can be effective in their evangelization, not only materially, but most importantly, spiritually. A little bit about myself. My name is Father Alan Bauer. I'm a priest of the Diocese of St. Augustine, which is located in North Florida, but I uh, grew up in the Midwest in Ohio and Indiana, and I'm a 28-year Navy veteran. Of the first 14 years, I was supply corps officer in the Navy, and uh, it was in the midst of me pursuing the stars of Admiralty that I came to realize the Lord wanted me to seek His stars instead of the stars of this world. And so uh, I made the move to the seminary in the 80s, and on the day of my ordination, May 20th, 1989, I went into the chaplain corps of the Navy and continued on for the next 14 years in that re regard. And I would say the, the high water points for me was serving our Marines at Camp Lejeune during Desert Shield and Storm. Later on, I was the command chaplain of our naval base at Guantanamo, Cuba, and followed that with being command chaplain on the Marine aircraft carrier USS Wasp LHD-1. I share that little bio for one simple reason, for you kids. My life has not unfolded anything like I ever dreamed of or imagined, and so much better than I hoped for. So my advice to you is pursue your interest and your, your dreams with great passion. But as you do so, keep an ear open to what the Lord may be asking of you. I guarantee you, he'll surprise you one way or another. But if you listen and follow, it'll work out so much better than you could have dreamed up yourself. So keep that in mind. Today, as we gather as God's people, our Lord reminds us in the fourth chapter of Matthew that man does not live by bread alone, but only on every word that comes from the mouth of God because we need to know God's word in this day and age of particularly, because there's so many contrary voices to the gospel. And unless we know our faith well, we can easily be distracted or misled. For the times we have failed to follow Christ in all faithfulness, let's now acknowledge our sins and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. Blessed are you who fear the Lord, who walk in his ways. This was the opening line of today's psalmody, and I dare say probably most believers in our culture do not have an adequate or accurate understanding of what it means, fear of the Lord. It doesn't mean what we typically think of fear as in our culture. We ascribe the primary meaning as being shaking in your boots and scared to death. That's not fear of the Lord. And the best way I can describe it is this. Consider that one person who means more to you than anyone else here on earth. For many, it will be a spouse or a parent, maybe a classmate. And just think for a brief moment of doing something absolutely horrible to that beloved one. The thought of doing such a thing just would make you tremble and be repulsed. That's fear of the Lord. The idea of doing anything that would offend God, 
We want to do the good, and we want to bring glory and honor to our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave everything for us so that we would have possession of his eternal kingdom. And the key for us is to follow him. And in order to do that, we need to be good students of God's word. Because if we don't know our faith well, we can easily be misled and misguided. And so knowledge is power, and knowing the way that Christ teaches will keep us on the right track. And I think the best thing we can do is first focus on the Last Supper. In that setting, our Lord gives his final and greatest commandment of all. He tells us to love one another as I have loved you. That puts it in a whole different stratosphere. That is the measure by which we're to evaluate all of our actions. And so when we consider that type of love, we realized as the Lord sacrificed for us, we too are to sacrifice ourselves for the well-being of others, particularly our lesser brothers and sisters. And that's really indicated clearly in Paul's uh, uh, our Lord's teaching in the 25th chapter of Matthew's Gospel. I'll share a few excerpts with you. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit upon his glorious throne and all the nations will be assembled before him. And he will separate them one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will place the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. A stranger and you welcomed me. Naked and you clothed me. Ill and you cared for me. In prison and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him and say, Lord, when do we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you drink? When do we see you a stranger and welcome you or naked and clothe you? When do we see you ill or in prison and visit you? And the king will say to them in reply, Amen, I say to you, whatever you did for one of these least brothers of mine, you did for me. And then our Lord addresses the other group, the goats, the unrighteous, the ones who failed to do what they certainly were well within their capability of doing. They were too self-focused and selfish to care about anyone else. And that's why I'm here this weekend, is to share with you an excellent way you can accomplish this call to regularly practice the material and spiritual works of mercy. As I mentioned, I'm here on behalf of Cross Catholic Outreach. And I would say there are four distinctive qualities that distinguish Cross Catholic from any other charity you've ever known. The first is our focus, which was inspired by Mother Teresa herself. And when our founder, Jim Kavner, established Cross Catholic 20 years ago, he based it on her living example and her words of wisdom. And as you might recall, she referred to those that she ministered to as the poorest of the poor. 
But I would dare say, unless you've had the advantages I have had as a 28-year Navy veteran to travel all over the world, most Americans can't begin to appreciate or comprehend what it means to speak of the poorest of the poor. I learned that stark lesson 40 years ago. It was in the spring of 1981. I had finished my submarine tour duty and my petroleum management internship, and I was heading out to the Indian Ocean for my next duty assignment. And in my travels to get there, I landed in Manila in the Philippines. Just the airport experience alone was unnerving. I wasn't sure I was still on the same planet. But then as we were going through the major avenues of Manila, a huge metropolis, many times larger than the metropolitan area of Seattle-Tacoma. And as we're going along, I passed city block after city block that wasn't anything more than a mishmash of corrugated metals, plywood, cardboard, whatever could be put together, some sense of a shelter. And I'll never forget how alarming it was to me, the casualness with which the driver mentioned to me as we passed one of these, well, about 5,000 people live over there. And I could tell at a glance, no utilities, no running water, and no sanitation. It was nasty. But as the day proceeded, it got worse. As we're heading out to Clark Air Force Base to get my hop out to the Indian Ocean, a little place called Diego Garcia, uh, in the distance, we're coming up on a little village called Alongapo City. And in the distance, I see this huge mound, but it's moving. And I'm looking at this, and I'm like, my God, what is that? It was only as I got up close enough, I finally realized, my God, that's women and children combing a garbage dump for today's meal. That is the harsh reality of our world. Of the six-plus billion people that inhabit planet Earth, half tonight will go to bed hungry, and of that half, a third are actually starving to death. Let me give you a couple graphic examples. In Guatemala, half of the children are severely malnourished. Do I have any 12-year-old girls around or close to it? How old are you, hon? Close enough. Imagine a 12-year-old girl in Guatemala that weighs 18 pounds. That's normative. The other harsh reality is this. 1,500 children die every hour of every day due to hunger-related causes. That's our focus, the poorest of the poor. The second distinctive quality of cross is our approach. We don't have a Band-Aid mentality. And what I mean by that is this. I'm sure you've heard of people that have said, oh, we went on a mission trip, we went to Guatemala, we built them a healthcare clinic, and we go home. On the surface, certainly a well-intended gesture. But sadly, the untold story is this. Those ventures typically fail within the first year for two simple reasons. The first is the people that meant to do good did not realize or appreciate how uneducated these people are. They don't have the wherewithal to take care of what was given to them. And the second obvious reason, neither did they have the financial resources to sustain it. And so it dies a quick, natural death. What we do is we work with the local bishop who helps identify the neediest parts of his diocese. And we work with his missionaries that are already in place and on the ground, his priests, deacons, religious sisters, and Catholic lay leaders. 
And we enter into a dialogue where we make a commitment to be with them as long as it takes to transform their village, wherever they are. And typically, as we develop a plan of action, it's going to take a while. And some people think that's a little overdone, but not really, for two reasons. One, it works. But two, just think about our own human development. I'm sure the kids here have not realized this, but guess what? You're at least a 20-year project for your family. It takes a while, even under the best of circumstances, to get up on our own and to function well. These poor people are just born on the wrong part of the planet. And so as we enter into this dialogue and develop a plan of action, certainly always up close to the top of the list initially, it's not just food, but nutritious food. And we have special packages we call VitaFood that is packed with the multivitamins and nutrients that's typically lacking in their diets. And then over time, we'll also teach them how to prepare better, healthier meals for themselves and their families. But what I find interesting is what typically comes up as their first and greatest of all needs initially, something you've all enjoyed in one form or another today, and I'm sure you didn't even think about it. It's called water. It's hard for us in America to realize a third of our world does not have easy access to safe sources of drinking water or proper sanitation. That's why these destitute areas have such high mortality rates. Bad water will take you out of the picture. And guess what your daily job would be? You and all the other kids here. Your family would give you some empty containers every day to go off to the nearest source of safe drinking water, which is typically five to seven miles from the village. Nice little hike, especially in the jungle. The fun begins, though, when you have to carry it home. It gets heavy in a hurry. That'd be your daily job. How blessed you are just to be here in the good old U.S. of A. And so... Once we get that safe source of drinking water in the village, over time we're going to be a, a, a addressing a, a panorama of needs. Healthcare, education, safe, secure housing. And keep in mind, these people have nothing. They don't have what we take for granted here in the States. They don't have stimulus packages. They don't have food stamps or government housing. They don't even have orphanages or nursing homes. They got nada, nothing. And so it's just like irrigating the farmland. Over time, it will bloom and grow. And what a wonderful way to give glory and honor to God because they know from whom their blessings come. And we, the strong, are to be mindful and helpful of the weak that our abundance can be a blessing for them as well. The third distinctive quality of cross is our stewardship. It is truly exemplary. 95% of what we receive from you, the good people of God, goes to our missions and projects worldwide and not to administration. And that brings me to the fourth distinctive quality. We're one of those select few Catholic charities that has papal endorsement. When I was your age, we called that the good housekeeping seal of approval. And I like to emphasize that for one reason. I would dare say, you like myself, I get literally hundreds of requests for this, that, 
and the other thing. Well, in my own personal research, I know many aren't even worthy of consideration. But you can't do it all, and you have to be selective and separate the wheat from the chaff. I can assure you, Cross Catholic is the wheat. You can have full confidence that we are going to handle your support of us very efficiently, be good stewards, and best of all, actually get the desired result to make a difference in these poor people's lives that they can enjoy the things that we take for granted. Now, I know having shared this with you, these huge numbers can be very overwhelming and numbing, and you can be easily tempted to say, oh God, what can I do? Well, never forget, the Lord does not assign us a goal. He gives us a task to do the good we can do according to our means. And so that will vary from one person to another. But I assure you, we can all do great good today because of one simple fact. Their economies are so vastly different from ours that our support of them will be like the miracle of the loaves and fishes. Consider this. If you were celebrating a special event today, say a birthday, anniversary, graduation, what have you in your family, I dare say you'd spend at least $100 and perhaps a good bit more. That same amount will work wonders for our suffering brothers and sisters around the world. And so at this point, I'd like to ask those that are at the end of the pews to please take the brochures I've placed there. It's underneath there, yep. And take one for yourself and then pass the others inside so each family and or individual will have a brochure. And as you get the brochure, please open it up to the panel marked, Make an Impact. And as you go to the, down to the bottom of that panel, underneath for more information, you'll see our, our 800 number. But I think the best resource is our website. Uh, I'm just giving you a little thumbnail sketch of the wonderful work that Cross Catholic is doing around the world. But our, our website is just chock full of great information. So that's the place to go for more information easily. Crosscatholic.org slash outreach. But as you work your way up the panel, these are some examples of the wonderful good things we can do. We know here in the States it's no cheap endeavor to buy a home, and many times it's quite challenging to pay even the monthly rent. $2,500 can substantially help towards building a safe, secure, hurricane-proof home. And guess what, young lady? That home will have a real floor. Yeah, wow. Keep in mind, where these people exist, their floor is called the earth. And depending on the season of the year, it's more mud than earth. How'd you like to live in that? And if you want to ex experience it, join the Marines. <laughs> As a Navy chaplain with the Marines, I love those guys to death and gals too. But I'll tell you, I tolerated our work in the field. I couldn't wait to get back home. Thank you, Lord, for a roof over my head. $500, you can fully fund a water project for a needy village to give them the gift of life that for the first time ever, they have a safe source of drinking water in the village. If you go to our website, there's some delightful videos there that show the celebrations that take place in these villages. I call it Christmas Day. And what I get a kick out of 
is not only are the kids jumping for joy, but so are the adults. It's that special. $250 will enable us to educate and train an individual to develop a micro-enterprise so that they can support themselves and their families. And $75 provides us the means to provide that vital, necessary medical care that's typically needed by newborns and infants. And imagine this, $35 would feed 233 children. Try to do that at McDonald's. So what I ask of you today, please keep the brochure and bring it to prayer. Because always between you and the Holy Spirit. And just simply ask the good Lord for as long as it takes to get some response. Lord, what would you like me to do with this repeal? And when you come to a conclusion, just open up the brochure fully. You'll see it's in four sections. And down the middle it's perforated. Just separate like so. And you place your offering in this. You'll notice at the top it has prayer requests. Please include those. I get requested week in and week out to incorporate your intentions in my daily mass. And our home office dedicates a part of every Tuesday to specifically pray for your intentions as well. And then like an envelope, there's a large opening for your offering. And if you... Uh, Write a check. You can just, in large letters, write CCO for Cross Catholic Outreach. Pop it in. Or if you prefer the reward points now available on credit cards, you can put that data down at the bottom. And don't worry. We don't share your information with anybody. It's between you, God, and Cross Catholic, and that's it. We don't do some of those nonsensical things that some organizations do out there to sell your names, etc. And we don't have cookies and all that stuff. And if your offering didn't include your name and address, please be ever so kind to write that out in the uh, face of the brochure so we can do two things. First, to sincerely thank you for your support today and God willing in the coming months. And to also keep you apprised of our ongoing initiatives worldwide. I personally like the, the updates for one simple reason. It's nice to read some good news for a change. It seems to me our media has gotten obsessed with negativism. Yeah, there's a lot of problems in the world, but there's a lot of good going on too. This is a good way to learn about it. And so as you finish your brochure, like an envelope, just lick the top, fold it over, press it together, ready to go. Should you finish your brochure today, I'll be in the back to receive it, or you can give it to one of the ambassadors or, or Mark McKibben. They'll get it to me and I'll get it on to cross. But when the time is right for you, I know many are on, not prepared or it's just not right for you yet. Hold on to the brochure, keep praying, and when the time is right, complete it, pop it in the mail. It's already postage paid. You'll hear from us shortly thereafter, and we'll take it from there. So again, I thank Father Mark for the chance to be with you today to share the wonderful work that's being done through Cross Catholic Outreach. And I'll leave you with this final thought. In the 37th Psalm we read, the righteous are generous and keep giving. May each of us do our part to help build up this one body of Christ the church, to fulfill our call to be mindful and helpful towards our blessed brothers and sisters, and by doing so, to secure our place in the eternal kingdom. God bless you all. I'd like to share a brief uh, communion meditation with you just before 
we uh, conclude. Um, as I mentioned, uh, Mother Teresa was the primary impetus for the development of Cross Catholic 20 years ago. And in those first 20 years of our existence, we've been in over 85 countries providing $3.3 billion of aid and support. And with your help, we can continue to do this good work and help our suffering brothers and sisters around the world. But I think as I share these words of Mother Teresa, now officially recognized as St. Teresa of Calcutta, you'll see uh, her imprint on the work of Cross Catholic. She says this to us. My dear children, without our suffering, our work would just be social work, very good and helpful, but it would not be the work of Jesus Christ, not part of the redemption. All the desolation of the poor people, not only their material poverty, but their spiritual destitution must be redeemed, and we must have our share in it. Yes, my dear children, let us share the sufferings of our poor, for only by being one with them, we can redeem them. That is, bringing God into their lives and bringing them to God.